What's up, my good people? Welcome back to Nika's Real Talk from a Real Place, where we talk about real situations. You dig? <laughs> it's so great to be back, y'all. So today's topic is talking about mental health and its effects on the population as a whole. Um, this this topic really, really, really... Um, I can, I can dig deep in this topic, okay? I, I've worked in the mental health field, I want to say approximately... 10 or 11 years, 10 or 11 years. Um, and, and I've learned so many different things and I'm still learning even as we go. Um, the mental health crisis is, is rampant. It's very rampant. Um, you know, from, from schools to churches, to your homes, um, you're seeing a lot of things. And and I noticed one thing, um, how the news, continues, 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 um, to kind of put, put, put how mental health is right now. I mean, we see different stories, right? And we go, Whoa, that's, that's crazy. You know, we, that's the first thing you say, even though one of my professors say the word crazy, is not really a word, but Hey, <laughs> that's how it is. Um, and it's not a joking matter. I know you may hear me chuckle, but I'm just silly like that. I'm genuinely silly, silly like that. But I've learned so much in the mental health field and, and, and it's serious. It's very serious and people need to take it more serious. Um, I'm, I'm noticing, you know, which I I applaud, um, the African-American community has started to sell therapy now. I mean, that is, that's grand, you know, to get to that point. Um, because you know, I'm African-American, you know, I'm black and Growing up, you, it was just like, whatever goes on in this house stays in this house. And you know what, Granny? Y'all didn't tell us that what goes on in the house stays in the house. And then we're going to be messed up <laughs> if we don't process this, okay? Um, but again, I, I've worked in... And that's one of the reasons that I was drawn to work in the mental health population. Because I was like, you know, being black and, and knowing what goes on in in the neighborhood and nobody's addressing it. Nobody's, you know, touching bases on it. Um, we have so many things that's going on with people and we hear a lot more of, Oh, she has schizophrenia. He has bipolar. She, she has depression, you know, and, and it's, and it's so consistent. Um, and some people, like I said, are starting to open up, not just in the African American community, but and in the population itself in, in Chicago, um, people are starting to open up to, hey, I need to talk about this and I need to I need to get this off my chest. And let me tell you, just from working in the mental health field, I'm going to tell you right now, whatever you're going through, um, you have to have someone that can help you navigate through those things. And it doesn't even just have to be a therapist. It could be a life coach. You know, I I do life coaching. Um, again, I have my master's in counseling. Um, so, you know, I am qualified to, you know, help people in that arena. Um, but I, I just want people to be whole. I want you to be whole, whoever it is, whatever it is, you know, um, like I see in relationships, when people are talking to me about their relationships and, and the first thing that comes to mind for me, um, you know, for being that advocate for mental health, it's like, oh, that's, that's something right there. We, we got something right there that she needs help. He needs help. You know, 
Um, and, and it's just consistent. And I just want people to understand the importance of if you have mental issues, go and address them. Go and, and get help. And, and when I tell you mental health, just looking even through my family now and growing up, I, I definitely know some people in my family had some few issues, honey. And I knew they had a mental illness. But of course, if you never address that thing, you just keep on going in life. You keep on ticking, you know, and you never face those issues. And those things continue. They don't they don't stop if you don't address it. It's like seeing an elephant in a room. You know that elephant is there. So how do we get that elephant out of there? Okay. It's some way that we have to work and navigate to get that elephant out the room. <laughs> okay. Because people can clearly see that it's there. And so I just think that people really need to take mental health more serious. And no, this is how people get hurt. I mean, like when we're watching the news, for instance, and, you know, like I said, it affects the population as a whole. You know, when you look at the news and you see somebody then shot up a school and you go, oh, my goodness, Lord, what happened? You know, you, you kind of cry out to God because you you're trying to figure out. But I know all too well, these are definitely scenarios that people had a mental illness. So um, I just think people need to take it more serious and not just look at it, oh, she she's a little bit off. You know, or point to the family members, you know, she a little, mm. you know, people do their little finger and, and go around the air like, she cuckoo, you know? Okay, she cuckoo. So what, what are we going to do to address that? I mean, how are we going to address that? Why are we continuing to just walk around it? See, that's the thing. People dance around mental illness. You can't dance around that. It's very severe. And, and it gets to points, like I say, when you hear on the news, by the time it makes it to the news, it didn't blew up. It didn't blew up to a whole matter that it shouldn't even done. It shouldn't even got to that point, you know. But people are not taking mental illness serious. It's so serious. And that's one of the major reasons that I knew I needed to be a clinician because I need to help someone. I need to be able to tell that person that feeling like they're hopeless, like, hey, you you can you can make it. And I struggled, you know, growing up myself. Um, I struggled. And and if you all, I, I, I just I just actually wrote a book. Um, it's called Journal to Victory. I probably mentioned it before, but again, you can go get it on Amazon. Um, I, I basically want people to understand that you don't have to stay where you're at. You don't have to continue to um, fidget around what's really going on. You don't have to keep trying to dance around an elephant. You can figure out, should I stay in that room with that elephant and go and go and get help? Or do I just continue to be there? So I, I, I really, like I said, my whole goal um, is to see people happy um, and at a point where they're actually able to, to get through whatever they're going through. And no, you could lean on someone. That's why I tell people, they, they just think I just be trying to promote my business to um, my life coaching business just to say, hey, you know, 
I got a business. I'm trying to make money. It's not even about that. I've been in this field way too long. I've been in the mental health field way too long to just even just think about some coins. It's not about coins. It's about you, your mental capacity. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Why are you feeling like that? How can I help you? I want people to be whole. And like I said, I struggled with my own mental illnesses growing up. Didn't know at the time um, what was going on with me, but it is this. Now I can understand. I can go back and say, oh, this is why you were feeling suicidal. Yes, it was different things that I went through and the risk factors that I went through in environment. Yeah, I had, you know, my parents were struggling with substances and things like that, but it's beyond that. Then, you know, you have a very dysfunctional family and you're trying to see how do you cope with life? How do you make it through? And you're tired. And and I was very, um, when I say it, I was very suicidal growing up as a teen. I've been through so much. I've been through um, being molested. I've been through, you know, um, being raped, you know, again, dealing with a dysfunctional family. All those different things just made me say, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired and I get it. People go through different things in their life. But when you're going through those things, it's not just to say I went through something. It's for you to get through it so you can go help somebody else through it. Okay, that's what life is all about. But like I say, mental illness is affecting our population. It could be somebody next door to you. It could be somebody across the street from you. It could be somebody on the next block over that struggles. And then you don't really understand it or really hear it until you actually see, whoa, dang, they they hurt themselves. Dang, that that was crazy. And, and you know, I try not to, um, I probably should have asked my son um, about it, but my my son had a, a, a issue where he was suicidal. But like I said, I... I struggled with it for years and, and that stuff, it goes from person to person within a family. So sometimes the factors are generational, you know, so I struggle with that. And so, you know, later on in life, my son struggled and actually my son actually got to the point where he actually tried to, um, hurt himself, but to God be the glory. I, I give God glory right now. And I just really thank God for his life. Oh my goodness. I'm so grateful. Um, you know, he tried to hurt, hurt himself. Um, but you know, so he was young, he's real young. My son now he's, he's 21. Now I, I I'm, I'm so grateful for his life. I love him so much. I love all my kids. And I, I just, I'm so thankful for my children because they really helped me to be a better person. But I had to, I had to go. God let me know something was going on with my son. And my son got to the point, um, like I said, he, he, he attempted. And I, and the first thing as a mother, this is right. And, and, I, and, I, and I share this story. This was right before I went to grad school, right before I went into the field of counseling. So could you imagine how to deal with something like that and you're getting ready to go into this um, field? That's a lot. That's a lot. So again, um, I try to wake him up and I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm talking to him. He's like, you know, like not responding to me. And I, and I'm just like, what is going on? What is going on? And, and, and the Holy spirit and I, and I truly believe, I thank God for the Holy spirit said he took something 
And so I said, I'm trying to wake him up. And I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? And he, I took the medicine. And you know, he's like very slumped over. And my baby, I threw him in a, in a tub and threw some water on him and called an ambulance. But just think, if I didn't think quickly, I could have lost my child. And that, to me, was a lot. And he got into this mode because he was, you know, had some issues at school at the time. And, you know, and I, I, and I'm, I'm a heavy parent. Like I'll let you know, like, Hey, get your stuff together. Okay. We're not going to do this. But I say all of that to say, we went through that period. Um, it almost happened. He had to go through the process of, you know, being evaluated and things like that. And, and, and I really, truly thank God for his teacher, Mr. Wiggins and everybody that was really supportive to me. Miss Taylor Moore, she was really supportive to me in this time because I almost lost my child. And for me going into the counseling field, I really wanted to back away from it and say, you know what? I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Because this this was a lot. Literally, when I say literally the month before I got into my grad program for counseling, this was literally. But somebody had to tell me, say, you know what? This your story. This your story. You got to go share with some people. You got to go let them know that there is hope beyond what goes on. You know, and and I didn't understand it at that time because I was really like reluctant, like, I don't know if I really want to do this, but I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful about how God brought that thing back around full circle, you know, um, and to, to be a parent, to go through something like that is not easy. It's not easy. So mental health is is so important and I want people to understand that I don't just want to just air out my my real stuff because I tell you I give you real talk on here I just probably should have asked my son if it's okay to share the story but it's my story too you know um so it's just when we see things don't ignore the elephant in the room when you know someone needs help Find out some resources that can help that person Um, because people are suffering and some people suffer in silence. They won't say a word. They won't do anything because they don't understand the importance of healing. Okay. There is healing beyond this. Just knowing that, yeah, we're going to go through different things in life. We're going to have struggles in life. But how do we get through them? How do we get to that next level? How do we get past our hurt? Okay? When I tell you I've been through some stuff, okay? Just imagine me being molested as, as in my youth and, and trying to get past that. That's, that's not something you just be like, oh, we just going to ignore it. But see, the thing is this. I didn't say anything to my mom. I didn't tell her what happened to me. Until I got to a certain age and she's looking at me like, what are you serious? Because people suffer in silence. And that's what I'm telling you all. This topic, it, it, it comes closer to my heart, but it affects the population because so many people are struggling with a mental illness. 
they're struggling. They need hope. They need to find hope. They need to get to that, that, that light at the end of the tunnel. And see, the thing about mental illness, when people are suffering from it, um, they tend to try to push it on to somebody else. No, I didn't seen people in relationships, you know, recently talking to someone like, Hey, if you're not happy, that's stressing you out to you. You got to use substances. You got to do different things to try to get around that. How is that? Okay. It's not okay. And that person that's causing all this riffraff, it's time for them to go get some help because all they're doing is affecting you and everybody else around them. And see, that's the thing about mental illness. When you have it, if you're in denial, you're never going to get anywhere. You're never going to get to that point where you can really, really see like what's going on. Because when you're in it, it's so hard to really view it from that point. So it has to be someone on the outside looking in to see what's really going on and say, hey, you need it, 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 somebody needs to do something. Something needs to happen. But people tiptoe around mental illness. Oh, we're not going to say nothing to them. No, say something. And even if you say something, if it goes to a situation, hey, you, you got to call the popos. And hey, we, we need somebody that specializes in mental illness to help this person. But in a black community, I applaud the black community because, baby, we standing up. We're starting to say, hey, this person need help. We need help. My child need help. Mama need help. Cousin need help. Sister need help. And we're starting to do that. And that's wonderful. In other communities, people are starting because it's always been, you know, the culture norm of people saying, no. I'm not going. We're going to keep this in the family. Nobody has to know. We don't want nobody to know our dirty secrets. We don't want nobody to know what's going on. If somebody know that, they'll judge us. But it's not even about judging. It's about being hurt. And I'll share with you. I I met a young lady before. She was um, an Indian young lady. And she was struggling. She had been raped several times. And... It was by somebody, well, she was molested because it was somebody in her family that was doing this to her. And when she told her her father and her mother, she said, what's going on with her? And they said, oh, we're not going to talk about that. That's something that we're going to just put, sweep it under the rug. You know, sweep it under the rug. This young lady, you know, began she she ended up she was in you know psych hospital after psych hospital after psych hospital because her family didn't understand why she's depressed why she's constantly trying to hurt herself why is she trying to escape life because people want to get to the part where they're numb numb they don't want to face life anymore Sometimes the pressures of life are too much. So what do you do? What do you say? How do you come back from being raped several times by someone in your family? That's not easy to come back from. And that's not something that you just go. So furthermore with the story, the lady really got to a point. She almost took her life. 
And, and, and the only thing her mother and her father said was, oh, she's just being so selfish. How could you even bring that forth out of your mouth? She's selfish? How about she's hurting? How about she doesn't want to live anymore because she's tired of being um, to deal with this different pain? Every time she's at a family function, she has to see this monster. And because that's what it is. It's a monster, you know, that continue to take advantage of her. Nobody addressed him. Nobody comes for him and says, hey, you need to stop doing this, buddy, or you're going to get locked up. Nobody does that. So she has to keep suffering in silence. Then it gets to the point she wants to take her life. Life is so precious. Mental illness is real. You see people who are being bullied in school. You see people are being bullied elsewhere. And and how do people deal with being bullied? Some people take it to the next level. Where, oh, I'm going to go home because you, you... you people keep bullying me. I'm going to go home and get a gun or I'm going to find something and I'm going to come back and, and spray everybody because mental illness is real. People have triggers. Things trigger people to those points. It could be the environment. It could be a school. It could be whatever, but triggers happen when someone triggers you to that point, then boom, we got another news flash. Because nobody took it serious. People are crying out for help. What are we going to do? Continue to sit around and say, oh, people do need help. Let's move on with our day. No, no. If someone is struggling, I advise you to find out a way to help that person. Even if it's something that you know you're getting out of your comfort zone, you're not okay with doing this do it we're trying to save humanity we're not just trying to let people go left behind what if i just left my son behind and didn't care he wouldn't be here to this day think about that girl who constantly being raped by her family member because they left her behind she's constantly struggling constantly struggling there is hope there is hope and it starts with you if you know someone that's struggling go on google do research if you know someone is struggling with suicide call the the suicide hotline find out what the number is and and give it to people and let them know there is hope Recommend someone to to therapy. If you know a therapist, well, you can always, I said, Google is our best friend. Research resources to help someone because we don't want to see our population continue to struggle when we can help. So I'm wrapping it up with love yourself, love those around you, and continue to move forward by helping someone who is struggling with mental illness. It's very real. It's not a joke that you tell or a, a, a fable that you want to make up. Mental illness is real. People are struggling. People need help. And if we don't help them, who, 
who's going to help them? If we don't keep advocating, who's going to advocate for them? So I say to you today, if you know someone struggling, help, help, help. Because they need you. That's it, everybody. It's been real. And, and baby, I'm about to be in tears in a minute because this type of stuff, it, it gets to me. I'm an advocate for mental health. And, and I really, really firmly believe that God has called me to this level and I'm grateful for it. But share this podcast. Let other people know that people need help out here and and, sh- and, and shed light, shed light on it because it needs to be told. The story needs to be told. It's so many people suffering in silence. We have to stop it. Break the chain of suffering and silence with mental illness, with a mental illness. Okay, that's it. I love you all. It's been great. Real Nika's Real Talk from a real place. Love, peace, and just let your soul glow.